Hello, this is Emmanuel Ogunaya. Friends, the one who believes in Jesus Christ is not and will never be a loser. There is assurance of salvation in Jesus Christ. By placing your faith in Jesus to save you, there is everything to gain and nothing to lose. You might be listening to me now and you are thinking and saying, Hold on, Mr. Preacher. If it's just for me to do what you are saying now, then it's a no-brainer. Please tell me. Tell me the truth. What exactly do I really need to do in order to be saved on that day of judgment? Well, listen closely. You won't be the first to ask this question. One day, the man who was in charge of keeping the prisoners in Acts chapter 16 woke up suddenly one night to the sound of chains falling off the prisoners and to the shaking and rumbling of the whole place because the presence of God came down on the building as Paul and Silas were praying and singing at midnight. The building shook that night like a piece of paper you will take in your hand and shake at will. When this man woke up, he saw all the prison doors were flung open. He was so terrified that he drew out his sword and was about to kill himself because he concluded that the prisoners had escaped. In those days, if prisoners were kept in your care and they escaped under your watch, it would be your life for theirs. You will be executed. When Paul realized that the man was about to kill himself, Paul spoke up with a loud voice to stop him. Paul told him not to hurt himself and informed him that all the prisoners were still there. The man asked for light quickly and hurried towards Paul. When he got to where Paul was, he dropped on the ground before Paul and Silas, trembling. Then he brought them out that night and asked them, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? You know, their answer was legendary. Acts chapter 16, verse 31. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. In other words, they were saying to this man, the same rule that applies to you is the same rule that applies to your entire family. Your family as well would have to believe and then be saved. Look at that. It was a very simple and straightforward answer. Believe in Jesus and you will be saved. You know, for every single person who truly believes in Jesus, right now, there's an eternity filled with celebration awaiting you. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3-4 to I'm reading out of the New King James Version. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Brothers and sisters in Christ, right now, there is an inheritance reserved in heaven for you. So we left off in our last discussion where we were talking about how our judgment as believers will go. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 to 3. I'm reading out of the King James Version. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. 
I mentioned that charity is an old English word that simply means love. From this passage, we see that the only things that will profit you on that day will be the things done in love. That day, God will not reward you because you were the most vocal here on earth. The apostle says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, if I do not have love, I'm just a noisemaker. That day, God will not reward you because you were the most spiritually gifted. He says, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries, God also doesn't reward you because you were the most skillful and insightful teacher. The apostle says, God will not reward you because you were the most gifted in the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. He says, though I have all faith such that I can remove mountains literally. I mean, that's the demonstration of power. He says, if I do not have love, I am nothing. God on that day will not reward you because you were the most generous or the most sacrificial. He says, though I give everything I have to feed the poor, though I even give my body to be burned, if I do not have love, it profits me nothing. Listen, child of God, there, before the judgment seat of Christ, they don't celebrate the size of what you did. They celebrate the motive of love that powered it. God's rewards will be based on whether or not you and I did what we did from a heart of love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13 says, love is the greatest. What does that mean? It will all rise and fall on whether or not we did what we did because we loved God and loved people. God rewards love-inspired deeds. God willing, we will pick it up from here in our next conversation.